Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gamer Heroes episode 46. It is January 16th, 2018. I am Derek. I've got my co-host John with me. How you doing, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Just very busy leading up to uh, Planet Comic Con and um, all the new all the new stuff going on in my life. So trying to trying to figure out balance. Well, we'll make tonight's episode short and sweet, and not that it probably won't be super short, but we'll make it sweet. Um, <laughs> deal, <we're>, deal. <laughs> We're going to be covering week one of the Overwatch League, along with some news as to the League tokens. And of course, we'll be talking about the massive Nintendo Direct Mini that happened that just was just a ton of information about a, a bunch of different games coming to the Nintendo Switch. And I'm going to talk a bit uh, at the end about some games I've been playing, including one that I actually just finished up over the weekend. So let's let's kick things off, man. So the Overwatch League... It's happened. It started last Wednesday, January 10th. It kicked off week one. Yeah. It seemed to be pretty successful, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, tons of people tuned in. Uh, I know you could watch it, uh, of course, through your Battle.net client. You could watch it inside of Overwatch. You could watch it on Twitch. Um, so we, uh, the way this, this works is in week one, there were three games each night, and there were four nights of play. So you, there were 12 total games uh, that took place, which meant everybody played twice. And the way the scoring occurs is that there are four matches, um, usually sometimes in, in, in a game. There's a couple of exceptions. Uh, for example, the uh, Soul beat the uh, Fuel 2-1, to one, uh, which is a little different. But uh, long story short... Um, you play individual matches, and you get a, the teams will get a point for each match. And then whichever team gets the most points wins that game. Okay? So the Los Angeles Valiant shut out the San Francisco Shock 4 to nothing. Now, the Valiant actually were the, were the only team to, shoot, to shut out both games. They won 3 to, uh, three to nothing over the Dallas Fuel. So the Valiant are 2-0 after week 1 as far as huh. their overall record is concerned. Looks like um, they're they're tied for um I don't know first place I want to say in their I guess in their division with a few other people. Yeah, so there's there's two division doesn't even seem like the right word. It's almost like conferences, but right. um the Pacific and the Atlantic. And the way that the standings work and the playoffs work is that of the 12 teams, half of them are going to go to the playoffs. So 16 playoff. Um it's based on their regular season record except that the top-seeded team from each division uh, gets a first-round bye. 
So that means that one, at least one team from the Pacific and one team from the Atlantic, but it can be skewed after that because the next four teams are just whatever the best four teams are. So after week one, the Los Angeles Valiant, the London Spitfire, the Seoul Dynasty, and the New York Excelsior all went 2-0. Um, now, none these weren't all shutouts, of course. So, you know, the London Spitfire, for example, uh, they beat the uh, the Florida Mayhem 3-1, to and they beat um, the Philadelphia Fusion 4 to nothing. As, as just an example. Um, then, of course, you've got the, the teams that won one game and lost one game. So that's the Boston Uprising, the other Los Angeles team, the Gladiators, the San Francisco Shock, and the Philadelphia Fusion. And then right. below, below that, you then have the, the last four teams who did not win e- either of their matches in week one. And that would be the Houston Outlaws and the Dallas Fuel, so both Texas teams, the Florida Mayhem, and the Shanghai Dragons. Dang. So, yeah, I, I, like I said earlier, it looks like we've got two people tied for first in um, both, I, like you said, divisions, uh, Pacific and Atlantic, mm-hmm. um, in each division. So, man... I, I I apologize, but it looks like Philadelphia. I know that you want to represent. Is it really doing? Uh, <laughs> they're middle. They're doing okay. I mean, yeah, they they won one, they lost one. Uh, next week they go up against San Francisco and the L.A. Gladiators, the other two other one on one teams. So you know, maybe Philly will will come out on top on those. You know, we'll have to see. Um, It'll just like the Eagles, right? Just well. So, <laughs> hey, all right. So, so for those who don't know, I was born in Philly, though I've been in Kansas City over 20 years. Uh, so, Eagles, Phillies, Flyers, those those are my guys. Um, but uh, Sixers, of course, I don't want to leave anybody out. Um, but uh, but anyway, the Philadelphia Soul for arena football. Um, long story short, though. So uh, the Eagles, yeah, they made it to the NFC Championship game, which is pretty cool. Uh, first first time with a with a playoff win since 2008. So it's been a little while, um, but uh, yeah, it'll be good stuff playing the Vikings on Sunday. So he was very excited about it. That's why I had to bring it up. Go Eagles! Uh, but there, there's some cool scheduling stuff here. So uh, for for next week, uh, for week two, which actually starts on Thursday, January 18th, um, the, there's three games that that day, so to speak, um, and the Valiant and the Excelsior, which are both two and zero going into week two, they actually play each other. So we'll have at least one fewer undefeated team after that which is pretty cool um so you know there there could be some interesting stuff go on there and then the valiant also played the london spitfire another 2-0 team so it's possible that the valiant will uh will end up 2-2 two two after this next week if they're playing you know two other good teams yeah that's that's a really interesting matchup that they have set up here um Pretty cool though. So yeah, I, I haven't quite picked the team yet. I actually didn't have a chance to watch uh, any of the matches, but I see I've seen a lot of people talk about it on Facebook. I've seen the popularity, so that's great. I'm glad that this is taking off. Um, this could be the beginning of uh, I don't know, maybe some other game. Maybe maybe player battlegrounds unknown might become a a fun running man type show. <laughs> Who knows. <laughs> It's cool. You you can see some cool stuff online. You can see some match details that talk about the different uh, the games of of the four games. You know how those things went, and um, 
you know, it kind of gives you a better picture because it's not necessarily black and white who wins these games all the time. So, um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's good stuff. And, uh, you know, it, a lot of money is behind this for people who don't know. Um, it's a $20 million buy-in for a team. And then you, on top of that, you have to pay the player salaries and benefits. And, and then healthcare. have an arena. Looks like yeah. the, every, every team has some kind of place where they play. Well, actually, so that's that's the catch. There's only one arena, and it's in L.A. Huh. So, so they're, they're flying these guys out every week? Well, I would imagine that they just live in L.A. during the season. Gotcha. That would be my guess. Um, so every game is played in L.A. at the Overwatch Arena. You can buy season tickets to physically go and watch. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is only LA. It's the only arena. This, that goes for our international teams as well. So the London Spitfire, the Seoul Dynasty and the Shanghai Dragons, they all have to stay here for essentially six months, um, to, to play for the season. That's pretty interesting. It's very different from normal professional sports. Um, that's awesome. I, I, I do want to give hats off to Blizzard. They, um, They've done a very good job at making it accessible, and I want to say their site is very easy to navigate. So from a new person perspective wanting to get into it, they've made it very very easy for me to do that. Yeah, I think that's the idea. You know, they, they want this to uh, get people interested in the game. They want you to go and buy the game if you don't already have it. Well, something on a side note. The the trophy is badass. Have you seen the trophy? I actually haven't. No, I haven't seen the trophy. The championship trophy is so cool. It looks like a... It basically looks like a ice sword. It's so freaking cool. I'm going to go ahead and uh, link this to you so you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really cool. Um, I would like to win that. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't haven't done replicas of it yet. Well, they haven't given one out yet, so you know we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Now, the the other thing that came out of this is that uh, there are now there's a new currency in Overwatch. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, um, called League Tokens, and those are officially available for sale um, if you want to buy the quote jerseys for a particular team. Um, the way this works is you have to purchase it per character per team. So you know, Reaper, Mercy, and Diva. That's three different skins. Uh, and you'll get, uh, just by logging in, you're going to get a hundred of the tokens for free for you to use to buy a skin. Uh, that gets you one skin. A hundred tokens is good for one skin. As long as you, uh, log in to Overwatch before February 13th. So you got some time, you got about a month, go log in, you'll get your hundred tokens, buy a skin. I have not bought mine yet. I haven't decided, uh, what I'm going to do there, but I'm sure it's going to be a Philadelphia skin. Just not sure which character yet. Um, Have they put price tags on those? Like, well, how far does yes. hundred really get you? So, a hundred tokens is one character skin, but gotcha. what does that cost in real money? Well, basically, a hundred tokens is four ninety nine, so it's five bucks. Okay, that's, that's actually a pretty nice incentive. Now, if you buy more, of course, they get cheaper, right? So, um, it gets as cheap as twenty six hundred tokens for a hundred bucks. Now, twenty six hundred tokens gets you. 26 skins. Okay. Hmm. So that basically would allow you to get one skin for each Overwatch hero. So if you're all in on one particular team, you can spend a hundred bucks and get skins for everybody. Now, 
That might sound like a lot of money. If you want to compare this to physical sports, then, you know, an, a, a a real, like, authentic NFL jersey can be $300. Oh, but, for sure. Very you know, expensive, actually. The, the cheaper ones are maybe 100 or 120 right, is kind of the idea. Um, and that's the cheap one. Right, yeah. So, you know, it can get a little bit pricey if you want to go and, and do this. Um, of course, if you want to have everything, which... I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying these people don't exist. I'm sure there are people out there who want to buy literally every skin for every character. Um, that'll cost you a little over three hundred bucks. It's three, it, you know, it'd be three hundred and twelve dollars at the the highest rate. But of course, you can't do that. So um, you'd have to pay three hundred, and then probably I don't know a little bit more, but uh, fifteen, three fifteen, maybe. Um, to get you what you need, but you know, so it's not a cheap purchase necessarily. It depends how into it you are though. If you're really into a team and you like it, go knock yourself out. Um, you can see all the skins of course, and, and check them out and look through them to see what you like and what you don't like before you purchase them. Um, so there's, there's no blind box here or anything like that. You're buying, you know exactly what you're buying when you buy it, which I do like. I appreciate that. Yeah. Cause I mean, oftentimes the loot crates there are very, um, uh, they're randomized. And, you know, it takes a few sometimes when you're doing their specials, you know, their special promotions or what do they call them? Seasons. And, uh, <laughs> you really want this skin and you're trying hard and you're, you maybe, you know, you're willing to spend a little money. Um, like when they did the Olympics one, I know you were really big on trying to get, um, was it tracers? Um, uh, well I got, I got tracers and I got mercies. I those were the two I really wanted. So right. I was, I was pretty happy. But you know, yeah, so nor- normally you're usually spending money to get that. Yeah, I mean, I, I bought a few of the loot boxes, but this is different because you're not buying a box; you're buying a specific skin. Exactly. So it fe- feels a little bit better because you know exactly what you're getting. I agree. That, I mean, I think this is great stuff, and uh, I hope to tune in here probably this upcoming week. Yeah, it should be good. Um, you know, week two is starting up here on Thursday, so. You know, uh, game, the game times are a little bit weird. I'm not gonna, not gonna lie. Um, so, you know, on, on, on Wednesday actually is when week two starts, excuse me. Um, you know, we've got, uh, there's a game at 6 p.m., a game at 8 p.m., and a game at 10 p.m. This is all central time. So 7, 9, and 11 Eastern. Um, you know, but then on Thursday, the game starts at 4 p.m. And so I'm, I'm gonna be at work. Uh, that is weird. That game, you know, comes out. Now that one will be interesting because it's Dallas and Houston, so that's a inter in, intrastate game. So, so I guess you'll have to probably catch that one. I mean, they make it very easy for you to get to it. So, yeah, it's it's not hard. It's really not. But, but anyway, that's that's the Overwatch League. Week one is in the books. Um, there are five weeks in stage one, so we'll be you know coming back and letting people know how. Everybody fared next week. Good. I, I mean, I think it might be a cool a cool idea just to kind of give those who are listening um, just a weekly update on, on where the teams are. Yeah, absolutely. Who's the, who's the leaderboard? Um, cool. So let's segue into other news. Um, some new stuff has happened. January is not a very fast month. Not a lot, a lot, not a lot going on. Um, however, the one big thing that does go on in January is Nintendo does their direct. They did a mini. 
Yeah, this one was super weird. There were all these rumors about when it was going to be, and Nintendo right. even started trolling people on Twitter, which I thought was hilarious. <gasps> Did they really? Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Um, go go check out Nintendo of America. But uh, yeah, we got it. Nintendo Direct Mini, and I, I'll tell you what. Other than it being a concise video, there was nothing mini about it. Yeah, no, they um, the list here is is gigantic. Um, you know, it's not like yet last year when they announced the Switch, but I will say we're talking one year later, right? Just about one year later. And look at all these games they're adding to the roster. Look at all these things they're already coming out with DLC. Um, I'll just dive right in there. Mario uh, Odyssey is going to get DLC, and it's going to be – looks like Luigi's getting some love here. Um <laughs> Unfortunately, Luigi doesn't get his own game this year, <laughs> so there goes one of my predictions, but it's called Luigi's Balloon World. Uh, we don't really know much about it, do we? Well, so it the cool thing about it is, A, it's a free update, so it unlocks after you beat the game, so you do have Which to is beat cool. the game. Uh, yeah, it's not not paid for, versus like Griselda got uh, paid DLC. Um, Pokemon Tournament, which we'll talk about, gets paid DLC. This is free. Uh, it's, of course, not, not as large of a DLC as those paid ones, but um, basically there's going to be these uh, activities, these uh, in-game activities where you have to complete certain tasks and place things in maps, and then that is a passive multiplayer in the sense that um, you're going to be able to interact with the things that other players have placed on these maps, which That's is kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Um, it's definitely new for Mario, which is pretty neat. Uh, I'm not, I feel like Luigi's a little shoehorned into it. Just right. Because they wanted to use Luigi or, or something. Well, they wanted to, uh, <laughs> like I said, he got no love. <laughs> so, uh, I totally agree. Like that's, that's about all he's getting this year. And it's, yeah, it's just like, hey, what's what's a bonus? What can we add to this game? Oh, that's right. Luigi's completely absent the entire game. So I think it like I totally agree with you. It was kind of a let's just throw him in there. Now it is it is early in the year. He could end up with something, who knows? But um yeah, there's also gonna be uh, Mario's gonna get a few new outfits uh that you'll be able to get in game and then there the snapshot mode where you can take screenshots in game and manipulate them is going to add some filters, which should be kind of cool. So that's coming in February. Totally free update to anybody who's already beat Super Mario Odyssey. Right, right. I, I think that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that we get yeah. free um, DLC. Um, I understand what well, I guess Breath of the Wild was the first one to get real DLC uh, this past year. Yeah, so Nintendo doesn't do DLC very much. They did it with Mario Kart 8. Uh, with some, a couple of DLC packs to get more characters. Um, other than that, they've they've never really done it. So Zelda was the big one. It, it got a two part DLC, um, yeah. and both parts are out now. You can get them both for twenty bucks. So it's not like a huge buy in. Um, so, I think... oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, tell me about this Hyrule Warriors. So it looks to me like. It's a game containing, you know, Zelda characters um, with all of the maps from the previ- from the Wii U and the 3DS games. Um, it has co-op split screen. 
Yeah. This is insane. So so is it like an open world? What is this? So okay, so for those who don't know, today there is a Hyrule Warriors for both the Wii U and the 3DS. They're two different games. Uh, of course, incredibly similar, but they have some different characters and some different levels and things like that. Um, this is Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. It combines all of the content from both games. So that's uh, all of them, all of the maps, all of the characters, all of the DLC, uh, all of the game modes, all of that stuff is all combined, uh, which kind of makes this the one, you know, definitive version of the game, of course. Um, it is a... 3D kind of horde mode style game where you play a character, probably Link, and you defeat wave after wave of, of creatures. The cool thing about this is that it does have two-player co-op split screen. So on the Switch, on the same TV, split screen, you and a friend can can battle these bad guys. And it's like super cool that that's going to be um, a, a local co-op experience and something that really makes me want to go and get this game. Um, right. They are adding in uh, Breath of the Wild skins for both Link and Zelda characters, uh, which is cool. Obviously, that was not in the uh, other two versions of the game since those have been out for a while. So that is new content. And it's right around the corner. I mean, this is coming out in spring. I, I'm very interested in this. Um, I mean, it looks really cool. It's, I don't know what price tag they're going to put on it. I imagine it won't be very much, right? It's got to be somewhere uh, around 39 no, this is going to be a $60 title. You're for sure about that? I am very confident. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I mean, can't it's confirm really cool. it. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to confirm it, but I, that's my gut. I, I'm telling you. It's well, let be me 60. ask you this. So here's the part that I'm concerned about, though, with it being – so other than the horde, basically, like you said, I'm going to use that as an example. It's a horde mode, and other than co-op. You know, what, what is the, is there a primary campaign? Like, what is the goal here? We just sit here and fight waves of these little, uh, dinosaur goblin creatures? Well, so it's not, it's not quite that simple. There, there's a lot of different creatures that you fight. Um, I, I'm going to pull up the description of the game. Okay. So this is, this is what it is called according to the Wikipedia. Hyrule Warriors is a hack and slash action video game. Um, is, is what it is. So it's a hack and slash genre of game. Um, basically the whole point, let's see if I can find a better, cause I, I'm not explaining it very well to you, unfortunately. And I, I want to <laughs> do, do a little better here. So Hyrule Warriors mixes the hack and slash gameplay of Dynasty Warriors, which is a, another video game series, but in the Zelda universe. Amongst many other characters, the player controls an original iteration of Link in melee combat to take on large numbers of enemies from the Zelda series. While there is a much stronger emphasis on combat than other games in the Zelda series, the player may use common weapons from prior games like swords, bombs, spin attacks, and enemy targeting also returns in combination with elements from Dynasty Warriors, so if you're familiar with that series, you'll, you'll have a better idea of what this is about. Um... So there's just a bunch of different, I mean, there, there is a campaign, right? Cause there's, there's a bit of a story, but I wouldn't, you know, don't, don't expect anything like Breath of the Wild. It's a much smaller scale game, much more focused on combat. Right. Right. Um, I, I mean, I'm not, ex I wasn't expecting that, but that's, it's really appealing. It really is like from someone on the outside looking in, like I've never played those type of games, but it's definitely very appealing. So that would be a really fun one to play cooperative. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. What else did they have on the list? Um, 
Well, well I guess just, I to just to finish up DLC. Sure, uh, sure. For anybody out there who's into it, they they did announce a, a two wave paid DLC uh, pack for Pokémon Tournament DX, which is the Switch version of Pokémon Tournament. Um, they're going to include some new new Pokémon, for example, Mew, Celebi, Blastoise. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it, the waves come close together. The first wave is actually out at the end of the month, January thirty first. And the second wave comes out towards the end of March on March 23rd. Um, so that is paid DLC. I don't have a price for you, but uh, for anybody out there who's looking for some some more characters for Pokemon Tournament DX, that will be a good chance for you to pick up what sounds like you know four or five new new Pokemon. What would you say was your most exciting uh, thing about the the launch? Or excuse me, about the direct. Oof, this year. Oh man, they so there was so much good stuff. I mean, they they talked about fifteen different games in this mini, in this Nintendo Direct mini. Um, one that I was super excited about is is definitely Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, the port coming to Switch. Um, this is a game that I, I never had a chance to finish, but I did play a lot of it and loved it on Wii U. Um, it, it's a, another two player co op game, though it's not split screen; you share the screen. Uh, but it works really well. They they did it really well in the game before, which is Donkey Kong Country Returns. And uh, they're adding... This this is the only disappointment. They're adding Funky Kong as a playable <laughs> character. But that's not the disappointment. I'm excited about that, except that it's the easy mode of the game that kind of helps you win the game if you're having a hard time. Oh, so, gotcha. But the game you, looks You could probably great. turn them off. I mean, maybe, yeah. Um... But the game looks great, it looks like a lot of fun, and it comes out uh, May 4th, so since I never finished it on Wii U, I might be picking this one up. Yeah, it's Nintendo has a very big habit about making me buy games twice, but I'm not mad about it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, Speaking yeah. of which, I, I'd say the biggest things for me um, would be Payday 2. That's a huge deal for me, because, again, who doesn't want to play a game where you're you're planning and executing a heist who doesn't want to do that um they've even they've even confirmed local and online multiplayer i know last time we were talking about this we were kind of on the fence like oh what's what's the low is it going to have local and i i was pretty sure it was going to be cooperative considering it's uh it's a four-man heist right um so they've confirmed it i'm very excited about that um and it looks like they're going to get a new timed exclusive heister, so a new character. Um, I don't know how long that lasts, but February 27th. I'm pretty stoked about that. And then the second thing that I, I think is kind of a really big win, um, for me, this was the biggest standout uh, next to Payday, Dark Souls Remastered, yeah. which... Which is a big deal because Dark Souls, much like Wolfenstein and much like Doom, is a very graphically intensive game. So we're talking like people run Dark Souls. Let me just put it this way. On some of the highest computer setups, rigs, whatever you call it, and it still can't be maxed out. So, um, yeah, this is a very big deal. And the remaster, from what I'm understanding here, is going to fix a lot of the things that the original had, because the original had some 
basically some inconsistencies with controls and um, I think there was some weird glitches between changing areas so all of that is supposed to be fixed it's going to be in HD um, which we expect it's very exciting this is a big game so I'm, I'm really pumped up for that have you ever played the Dark Souls game? So I never had a chance to, um, and so this is a big deal for me. I'm going to be able to really start the franchise over. It, it is remastered, which is super cool, and there's all these rumors that they're also doing two and three. Um, so I, I, I definitely want to pick this up. Of course, I keep having friends tell me that I'm not going to like this game because of just my gaming style. Um, I'm not exactly sure what that means. It feels like... It's a bit of a ding on me, but, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to check it out. Why? What did they say you won't like about it? I'm just curious. Like, I, I, I'm, I, think, I, I think it's because it's, it's, you know, it's known as being a brutally difficult game. I think, I think you'll be fine, Derek. Doom is a difficult game. <laughs> you did fine. Yeah, Doom was great. I love Doom. So I'm not really worried about it. No, you'll still get it, and like I said, I'll I'll still get it too. It, it's it's another. I've played Dark Souls, and I've played Dark Souls two. I have not played a third. Um, I don't even think it's out. When did that come out? It's out. I, I don't remember the date, but it, it, it must have been very recent. Oh, okay, it was last year. Yeah. Um. Anyways, it, it's it's a it's another role playing game, and I don't. Did you ever play the uh, Lord of the Rings game that was out, Shadow of Mordor? I have not had a chance to. It's, it's very much like that. It's a, uh, it's kind of an open world, but the it still needs to load when you go to different areas. Mm-hmm. So there's still a lot to do. It's, it's going to be a pretty large game. So this is definitely a sixty dollar title. Yeah, no doubt cool. about it. Some of the the specs are pretty neat. It's going to run at 1080p in docked mode, 720p in handheld mode, uh, 30 frames per second locked in both modes. So it should be a pretty positive experience. That's interesting considering Doom had to be run brought down less than that. And I, I would say, in my opinion, Doom is pretty on pretty much on track, on rails. This uh, one's yeah, more open. I mean, you know, every port's going to be different, and companies are going to get better at porting to new consoles. So... You know, it just kind of depends on the situation. It's Wolfenstein. You're worried. You're you're not worried, but you're interesting interested in how that's going to work on the Switch, right? I am. So I I did the I picked it up on PS4, um, and so uh, in fact I was going to talk about that a little bit later. But I just started playing the the New Order, which is the first Wolfenstein uh, on PS4. Not, of course, the original Wolfenstein. I I, I know that's a much <laughs> that's like a an SNES. I, I mean, it was an old PC game, man. I, mean, I played the original uh, Wolfenstein back in the, you know, like the original Doom. Um, those are very different looking uh, than they are today. But uh, I'm talking about the newer ones, the remastered or remade, whatever you want to call them. Um, updated. But, uh, I don't know. They are kind of updated, right? They're, they're taking place more in a dystopian future. Well, no. So, okay. So the first Wolfenstein came out in 2014 and it starts off in 1946. So, of course, you start out immediately, you're still at war uh, with the Nazis, and you're right. like, well, shouldn't the war be over now? It's 1946, of course it's not. And then there's these giant mechs of, you know, g- giant, like, 
robotic dogs and mechs and things like that. Um, but uh, after the intro to the game, and I apologize if this spoils anything for anybody, but it, it is a three-year-old game now, um, or almost four years old now, uh, but you actually, after the, the intro, um, you jump ahead 16 years, or 14, 14 years, to 1960. And so the game really takes place in 1960, which is very, very interesting. So I'm playing through that one right now. I, I am not done with it yet, but I've really been enjoying it. Yeah, see, so that's, you know more than anything that it's, <laughs> it's going to be quite a feat to see that run on the Switch. So that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, and of course, that they're talking about porting Wolfenstein 2, uh, the new Colossus, which is uh, which is the new one that came out uh, this past fall. So that game's only been out a couple of months, and they're they're talking about porting that one to the Switch. So, sorry, switch subjects, but um, those were the only two things that stood out to me in the Nintendo Direct. And you said for you it was Donkey Kong. That was the big one. I mean, there's a bunch of other stuff. I am really excited about Mario Tennis Aces. I know that sounds kind of silly. Um, <laughs> But I love Mario sports games. I, I was just about fun. to say, like, the best games to play are the ones that are Mario. Because, like, Mario's soccer was so good. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You know, so that stuff's just really fun for me. So um, I'm really excited for that. And it's actually coming with a story mode, which is the first time that we've had that since way back in the Game Boy Advance. Um, so I'm really looking forward to to checking that out and playing that with some people. <laughs> I, I, what if they do it like that he hated Bowser but they are the, the sworn rivalries and they that, that'd be hilarious if the story mode is just like you facing Bowser and like I don't know it's you, if you win the match you save Princess Peach like <laughs> it'd be kind of cool it, it would be interesting we'll have to see I don't know but uh, I'm looking forward to it um, but like I said man they talk about 15 games so there, there's other stuff in here uh, Mario Plus Rabbids is getting DLC with Donkey Kong this spring. Um, and then there was a, a bunch of other games that were mentioned too. So there's just a ton of stuff coming to Switch right now, which is pretty exciting. It's a good time. I've already pre-ordered Bayonetta 1 and 2. Those come out in February. I, I picked up my Amiibo because uh, that, that works in, in games. So looking forward to that too. Yeah, the Amiibo is pretty cool. She's pretty cool looking. So she's a real cool character. So I imagine the appeal for her amiibo. Will they come out with a new one for like a, you know how they kind of did like some, they kind of reskinned a few. Yeah. I, I don't know. They, they haven't announced that yet. So I just picked up the smash brothers version. That's already out there. Cool. So yeah, but, uh, but that's it. Unless there's anything else you wanted to cover on the Nintendo direct. No, just other than I'm pretty pretty darn excited to play some of these games that they've got uh, queued up for us, and a lot of them are pretty soon. Like Payday, we're looking next month. Um, Dark Souls, we're looking. What was that? March? Uh, May. So May. Yeah, Payday, I'm sorry. Payday Two is February 27th. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered is May 25th. Donkey Kong Trop Tropical Freeze is May 4th. Um, you've got the, uh, let's see, Super Mario Odyssey update is in February, Hyrule Warriors is in spring, uh, so just, it's all coming, it's all coming very soon. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty soon, so that's, now, when they say direct mini, that means we're gonna get the big direct here in March? 
I mean, maybe. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I don't, I don't know what. Maybe maybe they have some gameplay footage or something from you know some new game. Or, or maybe they'll shock the world and have something for Metroid 4. Or they'll do something crazy off the wall. Player, players unknown, PUBG is now going to be on the Switch. <laughs> Dude, that would be insane. I, I wouldn't bet on it. They can barely get that thing to run on an Xbox. I know, and, and I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's the game or if it's the Xbox. <gasps> like, I hate to be mean to it's, Xbox it's, people, but it's the game. It's the game. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure it runs pretty smoothly on PC. Right, but that's that's the thing though is that. It's kind of a hodgepodge of code in the background of, because it was an early release game, the way that it was handled, and it just it doesn't port well is, is part of the issue. Well, yeah, I feel bad for those who um, got the Xbox. I mean, I'm sure they're going to fix it. They're going to probably release a huge update here soon. But Probably, probably. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> if that was the reason you bought your Xbox One X, um, you're going to have to wait a little longer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, well, let's segue into, I guess, what we've been playing and what, what we've been up to, um, lately. I know you, we, we actually didn't touch it, touch on this, uh, last time for our first episode of, of 2018. You actually met your goal, your game beat, your game completion goals. You actually met them. I did. Yeah. Uh, I, so for those who don't know, I made a, a goal for myself for uh, 2017 that I would play and beat uh, 12 games, one a month. And so this had to, this was only games that you actually could beat, right? Um, it's not like you know Overwatch or Heroes of the Storm or anything like that, where obviously those are individual matches and there's no campaign or anything like that. Um, so so those those games didn't count even though I still played them, so my time was split. But yeah, I did it. I, I, I beat uh, 13 games, um, in, you know, kind of in the 11th hour. The last game I beat was on December 29th. Um, <laughs> what game was that? It was uh, South Park, The Stick of Truth. An older so, one. An older one, yeah. That was my old 360 game that has backwards compatibility. And uh, so no, not the fractured butthole. I'll, I'll get to that one. Which might and, be coming to the Switch. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll be a little disappointed if it does because I bought it for PS4 and I haven't had a chance to actually play it yet. Um, so I don't, I don't want to buy it twice, but I'd rather have it on the Switch. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, Stick of Truth was so much fun. Like It really was a great game. It was hilarious. Um, there's just some wonderful stuff in there for anybody who hasn't played it. Canada, when because there's a part in the game where you go to Canada everything changes. It goes from looking like a South Park episode to looking very, very different. I don't want to spoil anything, but the, the graphic and, and music style completely changes the, the style of game. Changes. It probably gets like much more rudimentary. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say that, but I played some really great games. I uh, played through all four mainline gears of war games. Uh, I have not played judgment day yet. I'll go back and play that one at some point. Um, of course, Breath of the Wild. Um, I finished a couple of old ones like Super Mario 3D Land and Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. Um, couple, a couple of unique ones like Narcosis, which we've talked about, and Stick It to the Man. And then uh, Bastion, which uh, was really just a wonderful game, Bastion. And then 
Uh, Diablo 3, Reaper of Souls, I beat on PS4 with, uh, with the girl. I had already played it on, on PC, so that's my first time beating it on PS4. And finally, Doom for Switch. That's a good list, man. That's pretty healthy. Yeah, it was a good list. And I already beat a game in 2018 here. I finished SteamWorld Dig 2. God, I'm I'm so happy you beat that game because I had so many questions for you. I know it's an awesome game because we got to play it a little early in one of our earlier episodes, the, the developer. They gave us a chance to, to test it out and uh, prior to release, and it was great. Um, yeah, uh, Image Inform is, is the, thank uh, you. the developer there. They're uh, over in Sweden. and um, I, I've been following these guys since the original SteamWorld Day came out. And I, I reviewed that one for them. I reviewed SteamWorld Heist and I reviewed Steam uh, reviewed SteamWorld Dig 2. And, you know, man, I, I just got to be honest. Like, they just keep getting better. They How really, big really is do. This one? And I, I definitely don't mean don't go back and play the old stuff because it's a story and it's very important that you play all three, in my opinion. But the games just get better. And SteamWorld Dig 2, just, it, it's a beautiful game set in a beautiful world with some really lovable, quirky characters. Everything is very bright and detailed with just a fun, lighthearted tone to it. Um, you know, it's a little tongue-in-cheek at times, a little sarcastic at times. But, man, it's just such a good game. So SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Dig 2 are uh, basically they're digging platformers uh, where you play a Steambot in a future dystopian uh, – dystopia, excuse me – and uh, in SteamWorld Dig 2, you are going after the character you played as in SteamWorld Dig. Um, as you play, you get upgrades, so you get better, you know, pickaxes, or you get, you know, better, uh, better weapons or better abilities. I'm not going to give anything away. Uh, just really great, great game. I loved it. It was really wonderful. If anything, I wish it had been a little longer because I, I don't want to be done with it. I want to keep playing. It's huge, though. Second one is pretty darn huge because the map basically continues if you keep going to the right. Well, yeah, and so I, mean, I explored quite a bit, and um, I mean, I didn't really clock my game time. It was about 10 hours, which is what the, the first one was, too. So it's not really like these are not Breath of the Wild size games <laughs> You're right. um, by, by any means. But don't misunderstand. I would play them if they were that big. Because they're just wonderful games. They really are. So um, that was really great. It's out on Switch now. Uh, that's what I played it on. Just a really positive experience. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it. I had I had tried playing the other SteamWorld games, and I they weren't my style. This one, SteamWorld 2, Dig 2, was uh, definitely my style, and I, I enjoyed it. So I have it here on PC. Um. Yeah, man, that's great. So, what what are your goals for 2018? And um, you know, I'll, I'll give you mine, and we'll we'll wrap it up. Well, putting a, an exact number really stressed me out because basically, <laughs> I got to I got to December, and I was three games short in December. Um, and I had to kind of just barrel through it and finish up some games, and I actually ended up beating four games in December. Uh, all, all within uh, a day of each other. The twenty sixth, seventh, twenty eighth, and 29th, I beat a game. He took days um, off of work, by the way. <laughs> I did. I did. So the way the holidays fell, three days. Of, well, you know, 
But but three days of PTO got me eleven sh- uh, days off in a row, which is pretty sweet. So I, I kind of took advantage of that and uh, and beat some games. But uh, this year, you know, really my my goal is to decrease my backlog, but uh, really catch up on some franchises I've missed over the years. So um, right now I'm playing through Wolfenstein, so I'm going to play all three of those. Um, I'm going to play the two Bayonettas when once those come out on Switch. And uh, I'm also going to be checking out Assassin's Creed. So this is kind of funny. This is Assassin's Creed is a franchise I've never actually played. I know, I know, it's shocking. But even though I own four of the games, <laughs> I've, I've never bought any of them. Okay, so the first game, Assassin's Creed, was was a gift. Assassin's Creed Two was a free game on Xbox Gold. Assassin's Creed 4, which was Black Flag, came free with my graphics card. And Assassin's Creed 6, which is Origins, the new one, that came free with the new Yeti microphone I bought for some of our other shows. Are you serious? Dead serious. Wow. So I, st- I still need three, and I still need five. Okay, um, so three is... <laughs> you could just skip it. That's what I hear. Um... It's not bad, it's just not as good. Uh, so, one and two are excellent. And then there's a lot of in-between ones, like Revelations and all these other weird stuff. Um, so, Black Flag, I want to say, though, is probably one of my favorite ones. Yeah, yeah. Black Flag, you could probably just start there. There, It's a standalone story. It doesn't even tie in. You could probably just start at that game. It'll get you get you going pretty well. So yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna check all that stuff out. Um, you know, that that's kind of my, my major goals for the year. I've got a bit of a wish list of, of upcoming games, but we'll we'll see. So if you were to assign a number, <laughs> so are you going to do? You beat 13 games last year. Are you gonna do 14 games this year? No, no, I'm never gonna push myself more than the 12 because I play <laughs> a lot of games that don't end. I do. You know, I'm going to pick up the the classic, uh, or not the classic, the uh, 30th anniversary collection of Street Fighter. I'm going to pick that up. You know, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to quote beat Street Fighter. Um, I'm I mean, still you gonna can. Be playing, I'm still going to play Overwatch. I'm still going to play Heroes of the Storm. Uh, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, I think 12 is a good number. I don't think mine is that high. I have some games that I want to play that I've been. Wanting to just sit down and beat, like, uh, I'll give you an example, Injustice 2. I need to finish it. I was obsessed with Injustice, the first one, and I, I played that game so many times, and I even did most of, I hit maybe all of two or maybe three of the Star Labs challenges, um, on the side as a additional. I want to beat that. I need to beat Evil Within 2. I bought that one at release day, and I haven't even opened it. It's still in the plastic. Um, and I need to beat Mario Odyssey. I want to beat Tekken 7. I want to beat Resident Evil 7. So I've got a good list of probably a good solid 8 that I want to beat, not to mention all the other games that are going to be releasing this year. <laughs> sure, yeah. So I, I, you know what, I actually, now that I'm listing it off, I might be close to your, your 12. Um. These are things I'm, I'm actually going to be definitely more committed about beating this year. So, kind of let those cool, slide. <laughs> but as we awesome. go, we'll definitely update you, the listeners. Uh, we'll give you updates on what we're doing and, and how we're playing and what we think. Because I, I don't know about you guys, but 
I'd like to hear people's opinions. Yeah, of course. Yeah, if there's a game out there you think we should play, or if you've got an opinion that, that differs from us on a game that we're talking about, hit us up. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you guys next week. See ya. Gamer Heroes is a part of the Heroes Podcast Network. The show hosts is myself, John Zerwinski, and Derek Mayer. The theme song is by Flying Killer Robots. You can find us as well as the other Heroes Podcast shows at heroespodcast.com, as well as on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, check us out there, Google Play, and anywhere you can use an RSS feed. Follow us on social media, shameless plug, at Heroes Podcasts, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. Or, if you're old school and you just want to email us, you can get us at contact at heroespodcasts with an S dot com. Game on. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.